We've been dealing with uh, the, the, the story of Joshua uh, uh, taking a, a launch from Joshua, I believe it's chapter 3 there, where, where uh, Joshua says to the children of Israel, they've just come through 40 years of funerals, kind of like you all felt the last two years, right? They come through 40 years of funerals. Their whole uh, previous generation has now died in the desert, and, uh, and now Moses is dead, and they are grieving, and they are broken, and they are hurting, and they are feeling everything you've felt in the last two years. They're feeling all of those things. And Joshua says to them, he says, uh, uh, listen, he says, you have three days. And after three days, the leaders come through the camp and they're going to tell you, sanctify yourself, prepare yourself to look ahead and move ahead. God has something fresh and new for you. He's bringing you into the promise of God. He's bringing you into the fullness of God. And I want you to sanctify yourself and prepare yourself because you've never passed this way before. You've never done the things you're about to do. You've never experienced the things you're about to experience. You've never accomplished the things you're about to accomplish. So prepare your heart, prepare your life, sanctify yourself, get, get yourself situated correctly. We're going to move forward. You've got three days to grieve, three days to cry, three days to deal with your stuff. I love that God is, he had not take a lot of time. Deliverance comes in a moment and we move ahead. And so God says uh, to them through Joshua, you have three days, get your act together, clean up your stuff, sanctify yourself, deal with your issues, get a tissue, we're moving forward, right? Hallelujah. And so they're getting ready to move ahead. And the Lord is saying to the church now, all right, there is a season of grief and a season of difficulty and a season of hardship that's, that's come. And, and we've never passed this way before. We're about to move forward now in the kingdom of God. You're about to experience some things you've never experienced before. And so from that vantage point, we're going to move forward in the book of Ephesians this morning. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to just spend some time there. And we're going to talk about... Uh, this idea that, that we're moving forward in God and you've never passed this way before. We're going to go forward from there. Chris, stand up. I know that, that I've already um, kind of talked to you a, a little bit, text you a little bit, and we've had some conversation. The Lord is bringing healing upon you. Uh, I, I speak healing to those vocal cords. The enemy has always tried to silence the voice of the people of God, the declarers of the kingdom, the declarers of the word of God. And as the Lord gives you practical understanding and medical understanding and, and some of the natural things that you're going to do, uh, some of the practical things that you're going to do, he's also going to bring some spiritual understanding and he's going to release out of you the word of God. Uh, there is a new new season of declaration that is ahead of you that the enemy has absolutely been fearful of. I see you standing in uh, the pulpit. I see you sta- I've seen this uh, for the last year just so vividly. I see you standing uh, behind podiums and in places of declaration around tables, sometimes with women, sometimes with mixed groups, sometimes with young people. I see God giving you multiple places and multiple places to deliver the word of the Lord. And it's going to come through in teaching, but it's also going to come through in the prophetic prophetic. 
I speak that now in the name of Jesus. I release a new anointing for the prophetic upon your life that there will come this, uh, this prophetic declaration. You've experienced it in prayer and intercession, but you're going to begin to experience it in the pulpit. You're going to begin to experience it behind the podium. You're going to begin to experience it in connect groups and around tables and probably in your own living room. God is going to release the word of the Lord through prophetic declaration and you are going to preach and teach and declare and deliverance will come at the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we, we release her to that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now that's been spoken in front of the elders and in front of the leaders of this house and it goes out over your life and they're going to help you be responsible to walk that out and to strengthen you uh, to walk that, walk that out in your life. Amen. Mm. That has everything to do with right where we're at because you're going to walk through some things you've never walked through before and do some things. Uh, Jesus said... Seeing my notes, I'm just going to give it to you. Greater works than these. You've seen me do, Jesus said, some pretty fantastic stuff. And what I've done in the earth, you're going to do greater things. You're going to do... Imagine that. Jesus, the Son of God, said, you're going to do bigger stuff than I did. Can you get your head around that? Can you receive that? Because that's exactly where we're at. It's exactly where we're at. All right, let's go into Ephesians. And let's just dig around here. There's some mysteries that, that have been hidden in God in the book of Ephesians. And we've talked about some of these before. But the mysteries, that are, the things that are hidden in God are not hidden from you. They're hidden for you. So you're going to go digging out. Amen? So Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 says this. i got to watch that clock, man. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. Can, can you start right there and put forever to bed the idea that you're forgiven? So that the enemy can quit taunting you about your stuff. I'm not going to preach till I read through this. <laughs> Forgi the, the, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will. Hidden for you, not from you. Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. Would you understand? Oh, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to read this. He is delighted. It is his good pleasure to release to you the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I don't know if I can get through this. Which he purposed in himself. He decided within himself, I'm going to give you the goods of the kingdom. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In also we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestined. I love that word. Being predetermined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his own will. 
that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Go ahead and go forward there. So I want you to think about something. I'm going to challenge your, you, you, I'm going to challenge your brain right now. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit wants to ask you a question. Could it be? Just imagine that you are on the threshold of the predetermined purposes that God purposed in himself regarding you from the foundations of the earth. Come on. Could it be? Can you just imagine that as you get ready to move ahead, you sanctify yourself before God, you commit yourself to God, you deal with your stuff, you, 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 you put away the past, you lay down forever the argument of whether or not you're forgiven or good enough or whatever, all those arguments that go on in the minds of men and women of, of God that the enemy tries to taunt you in your brain. Could it be that you are on the threshold of the predetermined purposes of God regarding you. I'm going to tell you, God likes you better than you think. He is all about you. He loves you. And from the, the Bible says that from the foundations of the earth, God predetermined according to the, we just read it, according to the counsel of his own will. He predetermined some things regarding you and what he would do with you in this season of your life. And what he would do through you. If you could get to the place. If I can get to the place. That I can say it is no longer I that lives. But Christ that lives in me. If I can get to the place that I can determine. That the old man is dead. And, that, and now the life that I live. I live in him. If I can get to the place. That I can realize that all he wants. Is for the good of the kingdom. To flow through me into the earth. He wants the voice of God. The oracles of God. The blessing of God. To flow through my life. To others if I can if I can just get my head around that and just let it flow every you, you church of living water you, you know everything will live where the river flows so there are some things in heaven and some things on earth that God has been waiting the scripture we just read, for the fullness of time to bring together in your life and in mine. Matthew uh, chapter 6, we read, uh, I think I referenced it a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this, that, that Jesus said, I want you to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And I want you to quit thinking, thy, just thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, about the community and the earth around us. I want you to think you're made out of dirt. From the dust of the earth, God created us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this earthen vessel. In this imperfect cracked pot. 
in this messed up, seriously flawed, ask my wife. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I want you to bring together the things that you've desired in heaven and the things that you've desired in earth. I want you to bring them together and release them through me. Every one of you in this room, every single one of you in this room are passing, walking past at work and and, and in the marketplace and wherever you go. You're walking past broken, hopeless people that are thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do if things don't change and the kingdom of God is in you. And the hope of uh, of the message of Jesus and the good of the kingdom is in your life. And some of y'all got people looking at you going, man, I wish I had what they had. What, what is it about you? And it's Jesus. And it's simple. Not complicated. It's the good news of the gospel. So the Lord says, get ready. We're moving ahead. You just lay down yesterday and move into tomorrow. You've never passed this way before. This is what's beautiful. God is and has been working things out on your behalf according to the counsel of his own will. He'd really like to share some of that with you. He would really like to tell you. I love when the Lord tells me what he's thinking and what he's dreaming and what he's imagining will come uh, to fruition tomorrow because when when he gives that to me and I speak it just like he said, let there be light, when he gives me his purposes and his plans and I come into agreement with his purposes and his plans and that begins to be what comes out my mouth instead of woe is me. Oh, my Lord, I don't know what we're going to do. Hey, listen, I'm preaching to me right now. Bishop Halverson said when he flew into Fresno, he could feel the heaviness that's been over our community. God wants you to be free from that. He don't want you living under that. We used to say to each other, we'd come up and greet each other, and how are you doing? And somebody said, well, just fine under the circumstances. And I just got to ask you, what are you doing under there? When the anointing of the Lord is in your life, when the grace of God is in your life, when the strength of the Spirit of God is in your life, I'm giving my wife some ammunition to preach to me later. She, she, what are you doing under there? I've never preached a message that I didn't have to live out in some form. Either coming up to it or sometimes I preach and I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, here it comes. He's working everything out for your good according to the counsel of his own will so that he can position you and move you into the lives of others where they need what he's deposited in you. The people that you come in contact with, the people that you are influencing, they do not need the grace that is in my life. They need the grace that is in your life. So he said in that passage... You trusted in Christ. And then the the overarching purpose there 
is so that you should be to the praise of his glory. That's not so you can get together with us in corporate worship and just praise the Lord. Woohoo, that's fun. That's, that's wonderful. And we need what we got this morning. We need that corporate experience of praise. But he wants your life. On Friday night, Thursday night, Wednesday night, when you're sitting there with the clicker in your hand, You're letting CNN and NBC and Fox prophesy to you. Stop that. Oh, Lord, what are we going to do? You listen to that, you're going to get exactly how you're going to feel. What are we going to do? No, he created you. You trusted in him. And the moment that you trusted in him, he said, I'm going to work things out according to the counsel of my own will so that that guy right there and so that that lady right there is to the praise of my glory in the earth among everyone that he or she influences, that my glory is seen. Oh, man, when they look at your face, they, they ought not see, see you. They ought to see the countenance of the glory of the Lord shine through your face. They ought to see that there's something different about you. They ought to see a, a gleam of hope in your eye that's not in theirs, that they want and that they hunger after because the grace of the kingdom of God is flowing through you. I want to challenge you. You never passed this way before. There's some people that are going to be... Re- receiving their freedom and their deliverance because you said be free in the name of Jesus. Because you said when you put your arm around them, I know you're going through a hard place. Can me and Jesus help you walk through this hard place right now? Can I just pray for you or can I encourage you? Uh, Can you come uh, and sit with me in my connect group and meet other people who love Jesus or whatever, whatever, however that works out in your life? Can you come and can, can, listen, I've, I've learned how to walk with Jesus a little bit. I'm not perfect and I don't have it all together, but I'm learning to walk with Jesus. Would you come and walk with me? Jesus did. He looked at the disciples and says, come follow me. Come hang out with me. I'll make you what you ought to be if you'll come and hang out with me. I'll make you fishers of men. I'll deposit something into your life. And that's all he's asking us to do. Put our arm around somebody and say, come walk with me. I love you gentlemen that hang out with Joshua there. Joshua's always got somebody. He's, he's just encouraging. He's got, always got somebody in tow. And I love that, man. I tell you, that's precious because that's just like Jesus. Come hang out with me. And to the best of my ability, I'll show you how to walk with Jesus. I'll show you that Jesus loves you, cares about you. So he says, you trusted in Christ, and now you should be to the praise of his glory. Listen, 1 Peter 2, 9, we've, we've said this a few times. I'm going to say it again. You are a chosen generation. You are a chosen generation. You. Well, Lord, I'm about 70 years old, and I'm barely stand up straight. You are a chosen generation. And we need to see what God's deposited in you. So just get up on your walker and get on in here. Because you're a chosen generation. I see these little kids up here, and they're just dancing around when we're worshiping God, and they're acting like little fools, and they don't even realize what's going on. But they're in the presence of God, a chosen generation. They're tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. 
I ran across a picture the other day on the internet of the first pastor that I, that I remember. My dad was my first pastor, but this guy was our, our we attended his church. And my dad was the youth leader in his church. And, and uh, I remember being um, two and three years old, and my mom put me on that old wooden floor in that church, and I'd lay down, and she'd pat me with her foot because so, she had uh, other things going on, and she'd pat me with her foot till I'd fall asleep, and I'd fall asleep under the sound of that man's booming voice preaching the, under the anointing of the Lord. I still to this day can hear it in my ears, the sound that I heard of him declaring the word of God as, we, as I fell asleep and dozed off under the anointing of the Lord. I'll never forget that I learned what the presence of the Lord felt like. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. Well, Pastor, you just don't know how messed up I am. I don't care. I'm not going by what your experience is. I'm going by what his word says about you. You're a holy nation. I'm not holy because I'm all that. I'm holy because he's holy. I've received the righteousness of God that is in Christ Jesus. It ain't my goods, it's his goods. I'm telling you, we ain't going any further, so there's no point in going past this moment right here. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special. I love, I love the way this passage says that. His own special people. God's been dreaming that in you from the day that you uh, were conceived. He said to the prophet, I, I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. I, I knit you together in the hidden parts. I, I drew you out of that place. I, I formed you. God says things like that, and then we let the enemy come up and tell us, you ain't worth nothing, and he don't want to talk to you, and God's mad at you, and, and he don't want to hear what you have to say. And, and we listen to all those lies from the enemy whenever in reality God is just waiting like an old grandpa uh, like I wait for my grandkids to come through the door God just so excited when you show up and the minute you say dear Jesus the enemy jumps up on your shoulder and go he don't want to hear from you you messed up Jack how many of y'all ever heard that conversation we'll put that down right now you are his own special people. That you may proclaim. You got to open up your mouth. Come on. Some of y'all been proclaiming some stuff over your life, and this is the problem with proclaiming over your life. If you don't get it right, you're creating what you're proclaiming. Because you are as creative. You don't realize this. You don't realize, we don't always realize the truth of this. We are as creative as God is. We're created in his image. He created by his word. He said, let there be light and there was light. Let the uh, water bring forth uh, fish and living creatures and it brought forth fish and living creatures. The only thing in all of that experience that he created with his hands was you and me. 
And he created us in his likeness and in his image. And you are as creative as he is with your words. You are creating your destiny. Oh, I didn't know I was going to preach this. You are creating with your words the destiny that is ahead of you. My wife and I are always correcting each other with, with the kids because, you know, we've got a house full still. And we'll say things like, he always... Or she always, and my wife will forever say, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. We have to break those faithless words off of our life, off of what we're saying over our spouse and over our children, over our house, over our destiny, over our finances, over our health, over our strength. Listen, there's nothing wrong with you're sick. You say you're sick and, and got to go to the doctor and figure all that out or, or, or uh, whatever. There, God, God is not asking you to lie. He's asking you to agree with him. There's a difference between, oh, everything's fine when everything's falling apart. You can, you can acknowledge the challenge that you're facing and stay in faith regarding it. I know that we've been in a moment of challenge. But God's been speaking clearly and prophesying over the last two years. The word of the Lord has gone out about what the future looks like and about where God is leading us and about the good things of God that are ahead of us. We've got a harvest yet ahead of us. We've got good things ahead of us. And what's ahead of us is far better than anything that's behind us. And that ought to just make you rejoice because there's some good stuff behind us. Let me read this again. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You are kings and priests unto God, a holy nation, his own special people, that you would proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He called you out of darkness. In him, the Bible says, there's no darkness, not even a shadow. When God turns around, he doesn't even cast a shadow because he's all light. And he called you out of darkness into his marvelous revelation, into his marvelous light, into his marvelous truth, into his marvelous wisdom, into his marvelous gift of grace. He called you out of darkness so that you don't live in darkness. You live in the light of his presence. Stand together in the presence of the Lord this morning.